this week from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewCentral.com. You can no longer have fries with electronics order. GameStop stock price goes up again, and no, it doesn't have to do with Robinhood. Thank God. And Best <laughs> Buy, <laughs> and Best Buy lays off five thousand employees. Those are some of the tech news stories this week, and it's Friday, February twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. My name is Kirk Corliss. And I'm Scott Ertz. And this episode 83 of GNC Week in Review Podcast, a proud partner of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are streaming live at gncweekly.com slash live as well as Facebook Live. So please be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. If you are a new listener, uh, excuse me, back up. If you miss a live video, that's okay. You can always catch the replay later. If you are a new listener, please be sure to subscribe to podcasts we can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Also, this podcast can be found on the Pandora app and the iHeartRadio Heart app. If you have a comment on being on social media or email, and those links can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. So um, if you notice, if you're you're watching on live video right now, there's some little bit of, Scott has some uh, uh, (laughs) technical issues going Uh. on, which he's not a happy puppy about. No, no, I'm not, (laughs) but it's okay. We're right. gonna make it work tonight. It, it's gonna be. Okay. I will have it. I will have it fixed by Sunday. I promise. <laughs> and and if and it's uh, five, it's f five five f five live tv slash. Do you want it Sunday evening nine p.m. Eastern? Because I know you. Because you when you did your outro, <laughs> back up. <laughs> oh yeah! Wow, I totally choked this past week. I. I I felt like Danielle at um, Showstoppers a couple years ago when she said. Um, uh ces 2029 oh gee and and she stopped and went Mm -hmm. what and the whole interview was great is we never have to edit the ending of an interview and we absolutely had to that time Mm because she just oh she was mad (laughs) i bet (laughs) i bet well in any event um well, like I said, it's if you're listening on if you're listening on audio, don't worry about it because um, you know you're just not seeing anything other than yeah, you it, can't see my sad setup tonight, <laughs> or or Kirk's completely missing video because you're still recovering. I'm still recovering, yes. Yeah. So hopefully in about hopefully in about uh, week and a half from now, I will be um, uh, oh, off. Good. Boot. Yeah, hopefully knock on. I'm gonna find some wood to knock on. Yeah, so hopefully in about a week and a half, um, this boot will come off. And I, Eric, thank you. <laughs> so hopefully in a week and a half, I'll be back to my beyond video. I'll probably have a different setup. Um, or due to my, you know, <laughs> still this, being broken, but not exactly. as broken. Exactly right. You got exactly for use the medical speaking of it. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, using those technical terms. Exactly. 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 All right, so let's jump in with it. some of this news this week. Um, for us, it's um, we're a little wacky, but for others, it's a little sad. 
Um, now, we all know that a lot of electronic stores are closed, like City, USA, you name electronic store, it's closed. Well, Radio Shack's coming back, though. Oh, okay. I keep seeing those Radio Shack retro t-shirts. I keep meaning to. <laughs> and and uh, I am in the process of applying for a franchise. It's not really what they're doing. Partner. I don't know what they're calling mm. it now. <laughs> Interesting. Well, yeah. Cool. New owners. They mm. new owners bought the assets in November. Well, anyway. Anyway, yeah. Comp USA, <laughs> Circuit City. Uh, I mean, even like even Staples went through trouble where they closed a bunch of stores. It electronics retail in physicality is not mm. not a great business right now. Right. Well, you can add um, you can add prize electronics to that list. So uh, sadly, um, on Twitter, Wario sixty four um, pointed out a tweet by a former employee, an AV store owner, knowing that employees found out on Tuesday night that would be last night the store would be open and the website is going offline. Uh, Bay Area News Cron four confirmed confirmed the rumors, saying nationwide closure information will appear on the company's website. Uh, Wednesday morning. Fry's was founded in 1985 and was known both for stocking whatever electronic parts you might need, and apparently there was notorious poor customer service. And I had <laughs> no idea about Fry's existed until um, a while back. Um, the Fry's.com website has been updated with a goodbye saying, quote, after nearly 36 years in the business as the one-stop shop and online resource for high-tech professionals across nine states and 31 stores, Fry's Electronics Inc. Um, has made the difficult decision to shut down its operations and close its business permanently as a result of changes in the retail industry and the challenges posed by the COVID-19 pandemic. The company will implement the shutdown through an orderly, through an orderly wind-down process that it believes will be in the best interest of the company, its creditors, and other stakeholders. The company ceased regular operations, began the wind-down process on February 24th, which was this past few days ago. Uh, it is hoped that the it is hoped that undertaking the wind-down through this orderly process will reduce costs, avoid additional liabilities, minimize the impact on our customers, vendors, landlords, and associates, and maximize the value of the company's assets for its creditors and other stakeholders. Excuse me, the company is in the process of reaching out to its customers with repairs and consignment work, consignment vendors to help them understand what this will mean for them and the proposed next steps. Yeah, so I hadn't considered um, people with repairs. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because they overnight closed their stores and now yep. Fry's is in possession inside of locked stores <laughs> of your stuff. I hadn't <laughs> considered that when when I saw this announcement earlier in the week. Um, and that's weird. And the, the other comment about, um, about consignment vendors, uh, I read a whole piece from somebody who's lived out in the Valley, um, basically their whole lives, uh, about that being the reason why they're actually gone. They're blaming, they're blaming the pandemic and things like that, but they, uh, they had like a whole like photo history of what fries had done and changed and kind of ruined themselves over the last couple of years. Now that might be a, that might be a, a, a Valley specific thing. Um, hmm. 
the pictures that that he posted but because i can tell you i was in a fries uh and this this hits me on a personal like ces level um Mm -hmm. the condo that we stay at for ces has a fries uh that we can basically see from where we park uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which has been great for when we forget stuff Um, todd goes there too he was telling me yeah yeah he it's it's literally we can see it from our condo um -hmm. so this is going to be bad for us but you know i've been in i've been in fries in this one and it didn't look anything like what they had shown uh in the valley which you know kind of suggests to me that that this for those who don't know consignment you know we've all heard consignment shops but you may not know what it means it means that Fry's doesn't purchase the inventory first and mm-hmm. have it in stock and then sell it. Um, HP puts computers in Fry's and Fry's buys them as they sell them to you. Uh, it's a very different uh, business model. Obviously, if you go into a, a Best Buy, most of what's in a Best Buy is owned by Best Buy at the moment and they sell it to you. Consignment works differently. Um and it's possible that in Vegas, the consignment idea worked uh, and that vendors kept the place stocked. But apparently in the Valley, they did not keep the stores stocked. Half the store was empty shelves. Mm. And these photos were from more than a year ago. So this problem has existed for a while. Um, and the shutdowns, the lockdowns were the last nail in the coffin, but a coffin that had already been built. And also, too, it is, and it's no surprise. Well, the pandemic excluding um, a lot of store, CompUSA, they've been around for twenty plus, thirty plus years, and and they are and they're and I never go into their store um, occasionally when I had free time, and it was bustling. And little by little, you had other stores popping up. Ironically enough, Best Buy, the place I go to, um, I go into Princeton. Um, there was CompUSA on one side or towards the end of the strip mall or shopping center mm-hmm. and Best Buy was on the right mm-hmm. and people had flocked to, as soon as Best Buy opened, it was like little by little started dwindling down. And then like a year or two later, they closed their doors. And then after that, they were like, there was a whole long slew of CompUSA stores that closed. Same yeah. Thing. They were in fairness, CompUSA was purchased by, um, uh supermax okay. uh which is the same company that owns tiger direct and uh circuit city mm. today okay so they turned a lot of a lot of the comp usa stores closed totally but a lot of them turned into tiger direct stores which was interesting because they tried to continue to be tiger direct mm. <laughs> which physical retail that and that's the thing that companies that started online don't understand physical retail and online retail are not the same thing. And you right. can't have a giant store, the size of a warehouse and uh, keep your prices that of online where you don't have that overhead. Mm-hmm. And so they all ended up going away, but here are comp USA and our best buy were across the street from each other. Yep. And also, and also circuit city has another one where it popped up. Uh, they've been around for years as well. And I remember the yeah. think of commercials, where that has, if you see the commercial, um, where that's like it looks like a plug, mm-hmm. and it's like the the electric electricity crackling. It was like you know, I mean, mm-hmm. when you see a commercial like that, you're intrigued. And when you, and I've gone to that sort as well, and they had a great selection. And again, little by little, 
you know, electronic stores or, and also not necessarily electronic stores popping up, but more and more prevalent with, um, with online shopping. Yeah. You know, you see a lot of these stores starting to lose business because they're more, they gravitas towards, uh, gravitas towards that. Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, fries is just the latest. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, but, um, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, by a couple of years ago, Nick was still on the show when we talked about it. So that ages it out pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. We uh, Best Buy announced that um, all new stores were going to be a uh, different format. They were going to be smaller because uh, they were going to start limiting their inventory. And uh, and stores that were already in existence might get physically shrunk. Ours did. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, Best Buy saw the writing on the walls early and decided to start dumping stuff uh you know inventory categories that weren't good for them and it might be different per store but you know i think mm -hmm. that was a good move fries didn't seem to do that they tried to stay who they had always been which is nice i mm -hmm. i can appreciate that but it doesn't always work right and i also noticed too that from what i saw twitter was blowing up about it but also i noticed that apparently there was like a cult following they would have yeah. like themed nights i saw like halloween themed uh, decorations what have you and i saw one earlier um that that had um that had things like from egypt and they had a pyramid so i'm like okay so so um the stores in the valley um it it didn't carry over to all of the however many stores they had i can't remember now uh 84 i think um it didn't carry to all of them but pretty much the stores in the valley each had a theme uh okay. inside they all had a visual theme the one in the one in vegas the theme was i think we used to be a circuit city but because uh, it sure because it sure looked like one but, okay. <laughs> uh, but you know the in in california in particular the the stores had themes and so you might have been seeing pictures of a, a store that might have been uh themed around around egypt or pyramids or something like that so i mm -hmm, mean they, mm -hmm. they literally had themes to them which is fascinating yeah i was noticing that i was like i never i mean i know like a lot of stores like to decorate you know the holidays and everything but i was looking like online over the pet when they when the story came out and there was like it, it to me you know it was like, like a cult following and people are really 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 disappointed yeah the they were they were like a a part of the Valley culture um, mm -hmm. in the same way that like on the East coast radio shack was um, right. Like yep. I obviously I'm a software engineer. I work in a, my current client is a medical device company and on our team, we've got six developers and I think three of us, once worked at Radio Shack <laughs> and it's very okay. similar. It's very similar out West uh, in, in the Valley in particular with fries. If you go poll people working, whether it be working at blizzard or, or EA or mm -hmm. Facebook, mm -hmm. I bet you'd find a large percentage of them at one point or another worked at fries. It's just part of the culture out there. <laughs> right. So, yeah, th this is a cultural loss more mm -hmm. than it is a retailer loss right? Um, to them. 
Although from a personal perspective, it's going to make getting stuff when I forget cables mm-hmm. and things more difficult. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times we've started our day at Fry's on the way to the sands. <laughs> <laughs> well, hope, well, hopefully there'll be, there'll be some, hopefully there'll be some other options. Um, I hopefully guitar center will move in there. Not going to lie. I'm <laughs> Fries was nice, but uh, if guitar guitar center moves because the that physical location is larger than where they are now, if they were to if they were to move into that store, I'd be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And it'll all and it'll all come it'll all come um, full circle. Um, So we'll have some news about Best Buy in a little bit. Uh, First, uh, other news um, about uh, going on with GameStop. Now it's been reported ad nauseum. Um, we dissected it, uh, dissected mm-hmm. it here in previous episode. So now been reported on Wednesday that GameStop shares climbed rapidly and were halted twice for volatility ahead of the closing bell on Wednesday. Excuse me. The gaming retailer stock price was stock was priced at ninety one dollars seventy one cents at market close, up nearly one hundred four percent from the previous day. Shares were halted once around once around 3.40 p.m. Eastern time after climbing nearly 74%, and again, just over 10 minutes later after gaining 104%. Uh, GameStop's trading volume was roughly three times higher. The five-day average for the stock, according to the provider data, data provider Refinitive, less than an hour after the closing bell, the stock was on the move again, gaining 90, nearly gaining nearly 90% in after-hours trading. Uh, this jump in GameStop also comes day after the company announced its chief financial officer will resign next month to help, quote, accelerate GameStop's transformation, which can fuel investors who believe in the long-term value of the retailer and its ability to ship from relying on physical stores to an e-commerce sales model. So basically, like with Fry's Electronics. Boy, that sounds familiar. <laughs> right. <laughs> Except Fry's isn't going to try and be an online retailer. They're just They're going to be. Give, it, exactly. Although there's always the possibility with fries uh, that that an investment firm buys the assets out of liquidation uh, and then brings the 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 website back, we see that we see that a lot. Mm-hmm. We just we named a couple before Radio Shack, Circuit City, CompUSA. Um, right. Their websites have been in operation in various forms. Uh, there was a children's retailer, a clothing retailer that just went out of business and was bought uh, and their website's going to be operated again. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's it's not unusual for an investment firm to come in and buy the assets uh, right. and bring the store back as an online only. Uh, and so that would be something for Fry's. Uh, mm-hmm. GameStop has been trying this kind of e-commerce shift, but a lot of their business model still revolves around picking up the thing in their stores. Well, also, too, the, the thing is with... Um with GameStop again, and it, it's good. I like to hear some good news. If there is any good news, that you know that this is not has anything to do with Robinhood, because it, again, it was ad nauseum. Yeah, and you know, and there's been it's been uh, going to Congress, and there's been there's been committee hearings, and it's been a big kerfuffle. Yeah. Well, at least, and people are being held. People are being held to the fire, and good on them. So. So some of this could be coming from the the CFO resigning, uh, right? Which which I agree. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of upper management needs to go away if mm-hmm. if GameStop is going to survive because um, I think 
Avram and I may have, or maybe you and I talked about it last week. Um, the idea that they that they shut down ThinkGeek and kept GameStop as the primary brand was backwards. They we did talk about that. Yep. They they should have kept ThinkGeek and made GameStop part of those stores. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been making a, a lot of mistakes, but they do have like this idea of being able to check inventory, buy it online from GameStop, which does offer things that not everybody does. Um, you know, when webcams were uh, a highly sought after commodity, the thing Avram and I kept saying was all the local GameStops still have them in stock. Mm-hmm. And you could go on your phone, you could go on your computer, you could purchase it and then go to the store and they'd bring it out to you. So it was that nice kind of merge between online retail and, and physical retail. And I think that hybrid model is the thing that's going to work for for electronics going forward. It's kind of what GameStop's trying, or what Radio Shack's trying to do. So, and it's what Best Buy's trying to do too. So, yep. you know, we're seeing a lot of that that model right now, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be something we see more going forward, even after mm-hmm. the lockdowns are are sussed. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Best Buy, and speaking of uh, the shift. Um, Best Buy said on Thursday that it laid off uh, 5,000 workers this month and is planning to close more stores this year as more customers are buying electronics online. Yep. Um, Best Buy is expecting, expect, excuse me, 40% of its sales to come from online purchases this year, up from 19% two years ago. And the company said it needed to alter its workforce in response to the shift. CEO Corey Barry told analysts uh, yesterday that starting early this month, Best Buy had been adjusting to the mix of full-time and part-time employees in stores due to, quote, having too many full-time and not enough part-time employees. As a result of this reorganization, Best Buy laid off 5,000 employees. The majority the majority of them work full-time. It is also said is adding approximately 2,000 new part-time, new part-time positions. Best Buy has around 102,000 employees. Um, this is the first time that Best Buy provided a specific job specific number of job cuts, which was reported by the Wall Street Journal. They saw an urge in sale items, sales of items from laptops to kitchen appliances as more Americans worked into home. During its latest quarter ending January 30th, sales at stores opened for at least one year, increased 12.6% compared with the year prior, and Best Buy expects demand to slow this year. However, um, the, the company also said Thursday, excuse me, that I closed 20 of its big box stores in each of the past two years and expects to close a higher number this year. Best Buy has 450 stores, leases up for, uh, coming up for renewal next three years. And uh, Barry says, quote, there'll be a higher threshold in renewing leases that we evaluate the role each store plays. Mm-hmm. The company has around 1,000 stores in the United States. Best Buy also plans to use more of its in-store space to fill home delivery orders. The retailer is piloting new store layouts to reduce the size of sales floors and expand the space dedicated to shipping orders. It's a good shift to go. That is that I. Okay. So I didn't see this story ahead of time. That's exactly Mm -hmm. uh, what I had mentioned earlier is that they were Mm -hmm. shifting store sizes down. Mm -hmm. Yep. They've been doing it for a number of years. Yeah, and I noticed that too. I noticed that too. Couple, and I noticed a couple of things. One, I do see. I go to the store in Princeton. Um, uh, they they're doing their store layout a lot 
a lot differently. Um, they're not selling as many. They were known for their insignia products, and I noticed mm -hmm. that was like their big. That was like their big play. That's gone. Um, really? Yeah. It's, you can get insignia products on Amazon now. Isn't that weird? Mm -hmm. <laughs> even even though that's a Best Buy white label. Mm -hmm. And for those who don't know, white label is basically their uh, their product, and they slap house brand. Exactly. Uh, usually, usually they're manufactured by one of the other uh, big names, and the house puts their their own brand on it. Um, right. To to go back to to Radio Shack, probably mm -hmm. the in the electronics world, probably the best known uh, house brand was uh, Realistic. Kind of everybody knows Realistic for right, 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 and and and, uh, and home audio products. Mm -hmm. uh, Realistic was. Um, uh, mostly manufactured by Ankyo and Koss, but they had their realistic name on them <laughs> because because the, the the house takes on the responsibility for things like the warranty, right? right. Why do you mm -hmm. why do you pay more for a Samsung than an Insignia that right. whose panel is manufactured by Samsung? Mm -hmm. uh, because mm -hmm. if something goes wrong, Best Buy uh, is dealing with the, uh, the the warranty and not Samsung, so the costs are different. Anyway, and the, qual and the quality is and the quality because I purchased I must purchase um, like an obscene amount of sitting products, um, chargers. Um, God, I can't. Remember. I mean, bricks. I mean, I can't imagine. I can't. I mean, it's it's like god awful mail over the years. My daughter loved, for some reason. My daughter happens to break one, and to this day, I still don't understand how. <laughs> but um, but they're good quality. But yeah, so the on the store. Yeah, so I was like noticing. I'm like, I mean, it's literally like it's a big. I mean, the space is huge, but it's like they're really starting to like tight, uh, keep everything tightened. Mm -hmm. Um, which was like, I was like stunned to see that, but also the shift where a lot of companies are saving money because going from full time to part time is because they don't want to pay benefits. So that's another thing that kind of like concerns me a little bit because you know a lot of people. You know, need benefits. Um, the company I work for, you know, I have a full time job, and you know, I have benefits as well. But when when you're working at a store and you have a family of four, a family of four, mm -hmm. you shift from a full time position to part time, and depending on what their what their level is on how they with their benefits, it suffers dramatically. Yeah. So that kind of like that kind of sucks. Yep. But you know. Uh simple economics shows that when mm. you when you try to to force certain rules uh i doesn't matter what it is that right. anytime you create rules you create a game some people are going to play the game differently than others and some are going to mm -hmm. be better at playing the game mm -hmm. and so you know uh the the idea of when when rules make businesses unattainable uh they look for loopholes and one of those loopholes is part-time employees Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's not uncommon. Best Buy is far from the first company to do it. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So. All right, we'll, we'll see what happens uh in the later term. They're looking to stem bleeding. They don't want to become fries. That's right. that's the thing. They don't want to be right. fries. And Ooh. and and GameStop doesn't want to be EB games. Right, right. Oh, oh yeah, EB games. I remember EB games. Oh, that's a, that's really showing. Her. <laughs> electronics, electronics boutique was created by Radio Shack. Right. Yep. That was a that was a Radio Shack brand. 
<laughs> yep, you're right. And that was part of GameStop. And that part <laughs> weird. <laughs> but they don't they don't want to be EB games. They don't want to become obsolete. Uh Right. And obsoleted by competition, mm-hmm. uh, and so they're looking for how can we how can we create co- you know unique ways of of interacting with our company with other products uh, that people want. I think mm-hmm. the idea that both Best Buy and and GameStop are doing, where you can buy it online and pick it up at the store. I mean, we're seeing a lot more of that since the lockdowns, but both mm-hmm. of them were doing that ahead of time. Um, they were kind of early pioneers in this best buy has been doing it for years mm-hmm. um and you know we're seeing more and more uh focus on that and i think it makes sense mm-hmm. yeah i remember electronic boutique i remember going there when i was a kid and get buying games and buying the game magazines oh oh memories and i'm we're I'm really showing my age <laughs> <laughs> oh i remember i remember electronics boutique long before i joined radio shack <laughs> mm. Yep. Oh, memories. What's that? Song? Uh, never mind. Screw it. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to sing anything from right. Andrew Lindweber. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll I'll cut it there. <laughs> British hack. So, right. I'm 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 not a Weber fan. <laughs> I kind of I kind of take the music. I mean, it's but after hearing it for like. Hearing it ad nauseum, that's well, <laughs> that's a hard pass. Other news this week um, now in select, and this is kind of in Scott's alley. Um, in select Florida cities, you can book Lyft rides with just a phone call. Um, Lyft is saying that the new call Lyft feature should be, in their words, "quote perfect <laughs> perfect for seniors and folks without access to the Lyft app." Now you can call 631-201-LYFT or um, 631-201-5938 between 8 a.m. 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern time. So Monday through Friday, we'll let a potential rider book a ride. Lyft says that it will tell riders the full price before confirming and sending and send text to track the ride down, track the ride once paid for and book. Um, this is basically if you're familiar with calling a cab. Um, and I know a lot of people have done that, included. Um, though Lyft is noting that drivers are not expected to offer assistance getting into a car and wheelchair accessible rides aren't available at launch. Call Lyft also requires a phone with support for SMS messages. Um, it's available now. Call Lyft be able to call a Lyft is available now, and Lyft is, has a full list of um, cities um, on site, and we'll have a link up in the show notes that um, you can check out the entire list of these four cities and i don't think my area is i'm intrigued for a couple of reasons one mm. lyft has just invented the taxi cab <sighs> but mm-hmm. not just that this is available in florida right the phone number is 631 it's a, it's a new york number <laughs> which is Suffolk county new york right <laughs> It's not even a Florida number. It's not an 800 number, which is what right. I would have expected. Same here. And and so it's a it's a, a local area code for not the state they're launching it in. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. yeah from Lyft in yeah. particular. Lyft in particular, I'm constantly fascinated by 
because I I can never predict them. Uber, I can always predict. I know what weird thing they're doing next. Mm-hmm. But I can never predict the weird thing that Lyft is going to try and do next. No. I mean, it's a good idea. I mean, it's it's a good idea. I mean, it's only available. Yeah, it is available in Florida and um, not all cities. Um, so it is only available in Florida in select cities and, and or um, it's, it's available in the important ones. For for who they're targeting with this, I'm looking at the list right now. It's it's okay. available in the important ones. The whole Tampa Bay area is covered. Sarasota, Kissimmee, Cape Coral, Bonita Springs, Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. They, they they definitely planned. <laughs> <laughs> they planned well. West Palm Beach. They know who their target demo is. Yeah. <laughs> Then there's then there's weird ones like Panama City. That's that's not really worried. <laughs> right. I was gonna say I was gonna say that's not necessarily worried. <laughs> Ocala, Ocala, I can understand because there are whole parts of that that area where you can't even get data coverage. Our 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 Radio Shack store in Ocala had a uh, Sprint and a Verizon uh, internet to data repeater in the ceiling because mm-hmm. in our store you couldn't get either of the services that we sold. Mm. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so I can understand Ocala. At least that way you can make a phone call and get a ride. Right. But it they they they've invented the taxi cab. <sighs> right. Yeah, basically, if you know how to call it, call for a taxi, and I, and I never, and I heard of Lyft, but I, to be honest with, because again, when I when I um, when I went to use a book, use a Lyft, use Lyft, excuse me, for CS in twenty eighteen, it was cheap. I mean, I was like, mm-hmm. when you're getting a taxi, and you know, if folks don't know, like driving or getting a taxi in Las Vegas, it is like buku expensive. I mean, sometimes buku. Sweet. We uh coming from the airport one year, uh, we actually took a cab because um because Uber and Lyft were more expensive because of surge pricing. Right. Yeah, you're right. The, yeah. the taxi companies have have uh, a set like thirty-five dollars day or night from the airport to downtown Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what time, it's always thirty-five bucks. It's just the thing. Uh and so uh, Uber and Lyft both wanted like 50 bucks to get us down to the plaza. So we're like, all right, taxi cab it is. Okay. Cause I think when I first went down, but yes, a lot of times it's the other way around. Yeah. I think, well, the first of time that I went, I think I spent, this is no joke. I think it was, um, it was $11 before, before it uh-huh. from mm-hmm. the, from the airport um, to the plaza. Um, and also too, they're saying like, um, <laughs> they're saying that when you take a taxi in Las Vegas, um, don't have them take, you want to go to a certain place and ask them, don't take the scenic route and they'll go all the way around. <laughs> they'll go all the way around to Gondos, Gondos where Daniel gets you where you want to be. And that's why also they charge you like, yeah, like a amount of money. So, yeah. And that's, Thanks. see, that's the, that's the thing. And, and, and Lyft is keeping this in place for this call in thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're going to let you know the price ahead of time. That's the thing with Lyft and Uber. 
that's different from the taxi companies is that they calculate the cost up front. And then if there are unfortunate side effects, um, you know, I remember coming back from something, going back to the plaza, um, there was an accident on the interstate and the ride took like 20 minutes longer than it should have. And it didn't mm-hmm. cost us a penny extra, but if we had been in a taxi cab, it would have been, it would have <laughs> been cheaper to get out and walk or figure out how to fly because it would have been ridiculously through the roof. So, you know, there, there are benefits and that's the reason that set 35 from the airport. Uh, right. That's the only reason we took a cab. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. It's funny to say that because when I when I left, um, and we'll get wrap this up um, because uh, better stuff going on. Um, to find when I came from the LPCC um, to because uh, I because they were trying to get a lift in the area and apparently not not nothing showed up because either they were lost or or whatever. So when I, t- I had to take a, I had to take a cab back to the, back to the plaza. You know, and I was in like an excruciating pain as it is, and and so this young lady, really nice lady, you know, was chit chatting up a storm, you know, and I told her where I was going, and I must repeat it like several times. It cost twenty seven dollars from the LVCC and to the plaza, and I'm like, and I'm looking, I'm looking at the receipt, and I had like a bunch of sticker shock. I'm like, wait a minute, that only took like not even, I don't know, ten. 15 minutes max. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Uber or Lyft would have been cheap for you for that. Yeah, exactly. But again, when I, you know, when they were when availability, happened, exactly. And there was like a boatload of people, you know, yeah. and apparently I, I get, I booked a lift. Apparently he's asking where I was at. Paramac told where I was at. I told him where I was at. And I was like, and he said, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to get a cab. And I'll, I mean, I'll, Eat the five-hour charge, whatever it was, but I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I remember one time uh, a driver trying to figure out the sands, just totally baffled. <laughs> Michelle ended up meeting her inside the parking garage. Ah, <laughs> uh, the crazy city. Anyway, fun times. Fun times. Uh, okay. it's, it's a it's a cool feature, and I like that they're <laughs> keeping keeping that that I know what I'm going to pay thing. That's exactly, and I that's think the, the thing that sets them apart from cabs. Exactly, and also too, and they market it marketing towards you know for seniors. Mm-hmm. I mean, because a lot of seniors don't know what they're getting into, but at least they know literally what they're getting into, like how much it is, right? Safety safety in mind as well. So good on them. All right. Other news this week, um, YouTube has announced expanded parental controls for tweens and teens. These names, like, how do you name tweens is beyond me? Anyway, um, the upcoming feature is aimed at those who have perhaps outgrown the confines of YouTube kids. YouTube will open up a public beta for the supervised accounts, uh, account features in the coming months. Through supervised Google accounts, parents will be able to choose from three content settings. Um, uh, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, so there's a um, explore setting that they can enable that unlock a range of videos that YouTube says will be generally suitable for the kids age nine and older. Um, this includes likes of vlogs, gaming clips, um, music videos, news, and educational content. Um, there's the explore more setting. This is for teenagers to have a larger pool of videos, including explore 
uh, the type of content that appears in Explore setting. Um, the most of YouTube option is self-explanatory. Uh, it blocks age-restricted videos, but otherwise will give older teens access to almost everything on the platform. Uh, it's saying that um, reporting on, excuse me, YouTube is using a blend of machine learning, feedback from users and human reviewers to determine which videos are enabled for each setting. They acknowledge the system won't be perfect and some inappropriate videos will slip through the cracks, um, but it will evolve and improve the supervised experience over time. Uh, along with the content settings, <clears throat> excuse me, um, parents will be able to view their kids watch and search history. They can still be able, mm. they can still enable other restrictions through Google's family link, including time limits. Um, YouTube plans to add more controls, including the option to block certain videos. Um, Beyond content, the feature will limit tween and teen accounts in other ways. Um, YouTube won't serve personalized ads or other ad categories, and in-app purchases will be disabled. Some comment and creation features will be turned off, though YouTube plans to eventually enable some of those, quote, through an age-appropriate and parent-controlled approach. So I'm glad on several things. One, they're not going to, you know, put the ads, but depending on with YouTube accounts, um, you know, with a lot of people separate maybe, but YouTube premium where you can block ads. So this is a good, I mean, this is a good trade-off um, for kids. A lot of kids um, are on YouTube nowadays, but this is, but yeah. they're listening to the, we're listening to a lot of people as well, because I remember seeing and hearing reports uh, about how YouTube kids initially was still showing content not suitable for young viewers it was a disaster that's the mm -hmm. words you were looking for exactly yep because <laughs> somehow the ai algorithm thought anything that was animated would be appropriate for kids Whoops. right yep <laughs> boy is that not the case mm -hmm. yeah i saw a few of them they're really they're not <laughs> <laughs> not they're not really intended for adults either from the videos I saw. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. But yeah, the you know, YouTube kids, you know, the restrictions on it are kind of good up through like age nine, but mm -hmm. it's juvenile for that that tween category, that 10, 11, 12, that right. legally isn't 13, right? Which is mm -hmm. which is where in the US laws change for online services mm -hmm. so that that 10 11 12 you know the content restrictions are really juvenile for them and and could block educational things and things like that video game streams um you know live streaming altogether in fact um mm -hmm. is blocked on youtube kids and so yeah i can see if you're 10 11 12 and you're wanting to watch you know you're getting into minecraft and you want to watch somebody play well sad story mm -hmm. you gotta wait until they're done playing to be able to watch them that but and then you can't comment you can't you know ask what they're doing and things like that so you know there's all kinds of restrictions that really for for that especially for that that tween category that 10 11 12 um sucks right right so so this makes sense and then you know the ability to to kind of control things as as the kids get older although at 13 they can have their old account their own account and they don't have to ask their parents for permission legally so i mean there's that well, I think too. With um, I think because I when my my daughter um, um, she watches videos um, and I make and I make sure you know, but we don't plop her in front of the TV or plop her you know sure. computer because um, 
you know, there is, it's good to have, it's good to have YouTube and, you know, AKA Google, you know, provide, provide with content, with uh, tools for the, for for kids. But also too, I think as, as a parent, I think it's, it's a parent's responsibility to still monitor what they're doing. Not, Absolutely. You know, not being over, like being overly like in the grill, obviously. Yeah, we're not, you know, we're not talking helicopter parent. A, Thank you. Okay. That's also the next word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, at least knowing what's going on, having a, mm-hmm. having a foggy idea of what's going on, you know, you don't have to know every video they've ever watched, but right. You know, right. knowing that, that your nine-year-old is watching Simpsons, that was mm-hmm. the big thing when I was a kid. Uh, you know, knowing that, that, that your child is watching the Simpsons and go in and, and deal with that, you know, right. That was that was a big deal, and you know the internet has not made that process easier. And mm-hmm. uh, looks like Google's actually stepping up and trying to yep. trying to do something uh, in that space. So good on them. Good on. Yep, definitely good on them. Awesome. All right, other news this week in the video streaming portion um, ahead of the launch of Paramount Plus, which uh, <laughs> I'm still <laughs> I still hate this name. Um, <laughs> Viacom CBS announced where they stand in the world of streaming ahead of the transition. Pay subscribers for streaming services, Showtime and CBS All Access have climbed to 19.2 million subscribers, up from the 17.9 million sub from last quarter. In total, Viacom CBS saw a 71, 71% increase in streaming subscribers in 2020. For CBS All Access, much of the growth comes from the demand for sports content, including the return of UEFA Champions League and NFL on CBS. Pluto TV has reached 30.1 million active users in the U.S. from the 28.4 million active actives in, in third quarter, up 30% on the year. Globally, Pluto TV saw 43 million active monthly active users, up from 36 million last quarter. Uh, I'm not. I'm not surprised by that at all. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my aunt and uncle use Pluto, and they're in their 70s, mm. uh, and they use Pluto um, because there's so much good content on there, and it's a little bit like appointment television. Mm-hmm. but not really. Um, and there's stuff that you might be surprised by. That's not CBS Viacom owned, which I was right. shocked to find out that there was a health kitchen channel. Yeah. Cause that's Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go figure out who owned the company. Yeah. I didn't went, know that either. Cause when I saw that, I was like, Oh, health kitchens on here. Does mm-hmm. Fox own Pluto? No, 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 <laughs> no, they don't. Because yeah, that, because that would have been discussed in the Disney buyout for sure. And it was never discussed yep. because mm-hmm. it's not theirs. <laughs> yeah, I was I was watching. I don't have it downloaded, but I I occasionally not downloaded, but I've occasionally I, I've downloaded once and I have it still on my, on my phone and I've occasionally look at it from time to time and they got a lot of good stuff on there. They have a lot of good documentaries and um, things of that nature. And um, speaking of House Kitchen, I got or the, I rec- when you recommended TV TV time. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> it's you're on point with that. Best so. thing ever. Mm-hmm. It is, and I'm still like, and it's it's very timely, and so um, that's one of my must 
go-to apps for my viewing pleasure. So there's there's another company that was on our CES coverage. Uh, Minnow. Minnow. Yeah, last year. And, and, you know, Minnow does real well, but it's mm-hmm. very focused on the streaming services, which yep. is great. Um, but, and you know, and it, I think it works better <laughs> than TV time for the streaming shows. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, TV time's everything in one place. Movies, too. I don't know if you've started exploring the movies yet. I did. I did. I started. Yeah. It's a lot to add in because I was trying yeah. to add in as much as I could in, but I'm pacing but, myself. So, but the ability to 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 say, "Oh, I saw an ad for this. I I want to see this movie." And when it comes to theaters, it'll let you know. Oh, it's brilliant. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so, with the uh, keeping um, uh, Viacom CBS is explaining that keeping CBS All Access and Pluto TV. Under one roof has been keeping with the company's strategy. Uh, they're saying also, quote, accelerate direct-to-consumer strategy. The integrated structure, which is effective immediately, will ins- ensure a more holistic approach across both free and paid streaming, more closely aligned to companies streaming, ob- streaming objectives globally, and enhance Viacom CBS's ability to leverage the cross-house franchise and content strength of Viacom CBS to seize the global opportunity in streaming. And it's going to be really, um, it's going to be really interesting to see when Paramount, Paramount Plus launches mm-hmm. um, this coming, um, this coming Wednesday. Yeah, is it Wednesday? yeah it is Wednesday. The fourth, right? I I think it's, it may be so, either Wednesday. Something, or, like, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So it should be interesting to see in next quarter, it should be interesting to see the, their numbers. I guarantee, I, something tells me that their numbers, their monthly subs, are going to increase more because I saw the um, um, I saw the their press release and also their um, press conference, and they're they're put they're all in with uh, original series and mm-hmm. with you know bringing on well Nickelodeon Nickelodeon I mean like a from one uh, you know CBS News, um, God there's so, there's so much out there but it's like but they're really all in with uh, with con- with doing content and. Yeah, so it's good. It's good to find out. It's good to see. Like to see, you know. Again, next quarter, next quarter is going to bring. Uh, and if you have considered, just I, this isn't our topic, but if you've considered mm. getting uh, Paramount Plus, uh, if you sign up for CBS All Access right now and pay for a mm. year and mm. use the promo code Paramount Plus, uh, the word plus, not the sign, uh, mm-hmm. you'll get it for fifty percent, and it'll transfer. It'll transfer to Paramount Plus, and the fourth uh, is the date. Oh, okay, you're okay. I saw first, so. I saw the third. Okay, cool. Okay, no, actually, I have I have to be all access now. So, um, so you're just gonna roll over. It's just gonna become Paramount Plus for you. Yeah, because when I um when I got Am- when I uh, got Amazon Prime and I and you know show mm-hmm. ad you know for Pockets for Prime. <laughs> so this was like um, about. <clears throat> I think it was like about less than six months ago or so that I saw they had um, CSO Actors on Amazon Prime. So I saw all the shows and I'm like, you know what? You know, why not? I'll, you know, that's, that's my ongoing uh, ongoing streaming services. Ugh, I have so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I, did, but, I got a I got a pitch this week for a for a streaming service that has that's like focused on documentaries. 
I might take them up on their review offer. Anyway. Yeah, why not? Well, speaking of a documentary, there's something I'll tell you about uh, after we get up here. Okay. Um, all right, so in other like, other news this week, and this is an oddball news item this week, which Todd put up, uh, Todd put in, well, I, did, I didn't, but he put it in. Um, this is really odd. Okay, so uh, this, <laughs> this is weird. Okay, so a streamer called Wang Yiming from Taiwan has made waves with her streaming with her stream of her sleeping her sleeping this is no joke managed her to net her three thousand dollars in donations um she's a former member of malaysian pop group um, <laughs> this is a weird name amoy amoy if i'm mispronouncing this name i really do apologize no, that's um, correct <laughs> okay good okay because i don't know <laughs> and is now based in taiwan turned on her stream around 5 p.m However, instead of her instead of her usual stream, uh, viewers found instead her, she was getting ready for bed, where she put on an eye mask and took a five-hour nap until 10 p.m. <laughs> now, this may seem odd to a lot of people, including myself, <laughs> but apparently the stream managed to attract thousands of viewers, with it peaking at 11,200 current viewers. During the time she was sleeping, uh, it was either that it was entertaining or interesting enough where she managed to get $3,000 donations and advertising revenue. Just to, just to be aware, let everybody know, didn't do anything at all. And her stream actually helped her get to the position of top streamer in Taiwan for those five hours. Yeah. So I, I know for a lot of people, this sounds strange and it is strange, mm-hmm. but it's not uncommon. Um, sleeping streams, particularly of, um b and c level celebrities mm-hmm. um uh particularly in asia um are not uncommon um their sleeping streams are not uncommon here uh, really yeah I, wow but, i mean i'm i mean i'm up in things in the world but i had no idea that <laughs> oh my goodness oh boy. so <laughs> it seems like human nature has a bit of voyeurism in it mm-hmm. um and this is a safe outlet for that so okay. at least it's better than looking in somebody's window i suppose um but there Good there's point. also i think right now there's also a bit of um social isolation and mm. wanting to feel like you're with somebody during a normal boring part of their day right and sleep is one of those things it's it's a little intimate and and it's a little pedestrian all at once (laughs) Uh, and so i think that combination makes it feel safe for a lot of people and it makes them feel like they're connected to a b or c level celebrity okay and yes it's totally weird. I am not <laughs> trying to negate that Good. at all. Good. Okay. It is super weird. <laughs> and it makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> but that does not change the fact that it is not uncommon. I know you guys can't see me, um, you know, on video, but I'm having my hand raised because I'm like, I'm like 100% agreeing. <laughs> I just, I, when I saw, I, I was like, uh, it just like, and, 
I, and it's it's creepy as hell. And to like, uh, I didn't really want to go down that rabbit hole because that's. <laughs> but just to like, and got ad and got ad revenue on top of that. I mean, maybe well, they, you, you got eleven thousand people watching. The the ads are going to be valuable. Good point. With eyeballs, okay, okay, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. exactly. Especially because there's nothing else happening. Right. <laughs> right. That's the, the that's that's I um. But imagine that use that like I can think mattress commercials. Yeah, that would that would make sense. Yeah, nice calm. Oh yeah, for sure. Calm yeah, calm. Music. The, 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 right. Calm the platform. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, okay, so to throw this out, um, uh, here's a story from 10 days ago. Influencer earned 16K on Twitch by streaming himself sleeping. Holy crap. Yeah, so it's it's not uncommon. It's not common either. It's, you know, that kind of gray area of it happens more frequently than anybody with um head on their shoulders would expect <laughs> right right i i mean i know again i just i never known there was like things like that i mean again i'm very yeah because you've got a because you get a full head on your shoulders right <laughs> right i mean i know there's things that are odd things that do on videos and i get that but this when i i'm like when i saw that and i and a seeing that there's a there's a I guess a niche, what all, but B three thousand dollars. I mean I don't know in that current how in that exchange how that that is, but I'm like I just like wow. And I know and I know there's no way in hell that I would even remotely think about putting a camera on. And again, before I said before, I'm very self conscious of, of how I look. I just, I'm very self-conscious. I could not imagine being on camera for five hours s- sleeping or pretty much. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> Be, for no other, honest to God, for no other than the reason than the fact that you're not in control of your faculties. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's, no, uh, I didn't want to go. And yeah. that's probably the whole I didn't want to go now. <laughs> uh, I am I'm scrolling on YouTube right now. Oh boy. And there are here here's a video titled The Worst Sleep Stream Ever. Oh my god. <laughs> here is a verified account with a video titled, and this is from two years ago, titled mm-hmm. How I Made Fifty Seven Hundred Dollars Sleeping for Five Hours. <laughs> How to sleep live stream. So never live stream. There's a lot of them. Never live stream yourself sleeping. Here's why. There's a lot of videos with names like that. And Mm -hmm. um, the first one I saw had a little disclaimer that said it was loud. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I know what happened in that stream. Right. but the the guy Asian Andy who's the one from 10 days ago he's got mm-hmm. a video how I made 16k while sleeping for seven hours somebody Again. donated 500 bucks anyway so yeah. oh geez <laughs> I it's definitely weird but it's not yeah. uncommon okay 
All right. Well, I always say we. I always say you know you always learn something new, and yeah. and and I just learned you don't want to, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, OMG. Okay. And finally, um, this week it's a twofer. Um, and speaking of fries, and now I know it's a bad pun. Um, anyway, now we all know about Mr. Potato Head, uh, and now. Uh, they're getting a new, more inclusive, more inclusive identity with packaging. Um, toy company Hasbro is dropping the Mister part of Potato Head, and it's changing to set on boxes this year. Um, this is according from AP uh, yesterday. Um, while the <clears throat> the the brand name will be slightly different. Um, the Miss Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head character remain. Um, Hasbro tweeted on or tweet, tweeted yesterday, <laughs> "quote, jeez, <laughs> I am. This is no joke. They actually tweeted us. I am proud to confirm that Mister and Mister that Mister and Miss Potato Head aren't going anywhere, and remain Mister and Mister and Mrs. Potato Head." Um, AP is saying that Hasbro decided described their move as a quote modern makeover. Official Hasbro Hasbro social media channels shared an article about the rebranding effort, but didn't immediately respond. Didn't immediately respond to requests for comment. <laughs> yeah, they're so so. At first, they made the the, the initial announcement was poor, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and just uh, real quick. The the tweet has more text to it than what you read, mm-hmm. um, and it's not the only pun in it. Um, right. Well, let because me because it starts with "hold that tot." Right. Let me let me give you the whole tweet. Okay. It says. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was excuse that was excuse that pun. was the other part of the pun. Right. Hold that tot. Your main spud, Mister Potato Head, isn't going anywhere. Wiles announced today that the Potato Head brand name and logo are dropping the mister. Uh, and this was tweeted yesterday uh, afternoon at 3.37 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, I am proud to confirm that Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head aren't going anywhere and will remain Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. <laughs> yeah, there was... So the original... Mm-hmm, there, there was a lot of backlash from the original post. Um, and... Yeah. It's likely that this tweet was damage control because of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But like like it, it's possible that they were changing the idea of what they were announcing because there was such negative backlash. I four shows that I listen to or watch on a daily basis all covered this. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was all over. <laughs> Um, so that wasn't great. Uh, so this might be damage control, uh, or it might have been the original plan and they were just incapable of expressing themselves originally. Either way, uh, it's weird. It's weird. Again, (laughs) you're right. Again, this is the, this is the weird episode. (laughs) Indeed. All right. All right, and lastly, this week, and get my there we go. And lastly, um, who remembers Frogger? Um, well, uh, they're turning it into a game show. It's going to be on NBC's Peacock. 
the contestant, the show contestants have to go through, this is coming from the online form, quote, physically demanding uh, obstacle courses, and we asked to, quote, dodge treacherous traffic, leap over snapping gators, and hop over hungry hippos to conquer the course. Um, the show promises longer episodes than normal. I'm expecting from a game show. This is according from, to an e or promo email. Uh, it'll be an hour long. Currently, 13 have it ordered. Uh, the show will how, feature... <laughs> how, is, how is that longer than a regular game show? Game show is usually a half hour. The Wall, the new show with Gordon Ramsay, though I think that's on the BBC. It's on BBC. Um, uh, uh, Millionaire, uh, uh, Ellen's show, uh, <laughs> all of the game shows I can, I mean, uh, Price is Right, all, all of the game shows I can name that are on actual television are <clears throat> hour-long shows. Right, right. Well, apparently, this is, uh, they're saying that, um, um, this is, again, this is from a promo email. They're saying that long yeah, yeah. episodes. Um, so, um, the show will feature American contestants that being filmed in Australia. Again, this is coming from the um, weird form, right? Uh, the show also promises to pay the winner, quoting from the form, quote, a huge cash prize. Um, doesn't give how much it'll actually be. And I went on to the, and going on to the form, uh, there was a lot to fill out, um, obviously. Um, and what, find, what struck me as one of the, um, uh, uh, <laughs> one of the questions is, what memories or experiences do you have playing Frogger? Uh, tell us what, tell us what you love about the 80s. It says uh, you don't have to have lived in the 1980s, but perhaps there's something like about that era. Music, style, learning, style, hearing story from your parents. Um, they're asking if you have any skills. Um, they're asking, can you swim? Uh, so it's asking. Yeah, All right, this show's getting more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also asking, can you come to Australia for three to five potentially non-consecutive overnight filming weeks between dates of May 23rd through potential, potentially June 26, 2021? They are covering your airfare and hotel in Australia. So, but I guess... Uh, you can't be convicted of a felony. <laughs> right, you can't be convicted of a felony. Um, ever been, had a trading order against you? You had a warrant against you? You uh, are not currently, nor do you currently <laughs> intend to be a candidate for public office. Right. <laughs> I, I understand that. That's, mm -hmm. a, that, that's the reason why... Uh, uh, Trump shut down the Celebrity Apprentice because mm -hmm. you can't right. have a dedicated uh, you can't have a dedicated podium while running for or holding office. Right, right. Well, Rod Blagojevich uh, was on it, and he didn't do very well, um, <clears throat> and he's still not doing well to this day. <laughs> uh, he didn't do well in life, so <laughs> right. <laughs> so, if you want to. Um, Check this out if you want to happen to be want to be a contestant. Um, there's a link in the um, in the show notes that uh, you can check out. So. Ah. so again, again, I had to put this in because I was trying with the you know I was going to put the, the, the video the uh, the sleeping sleeping streamer out, but you know what? It's been it's been a unique week. 
<laughs> to say the least. Almost said for sure <laughs> for everyone. So, so I figure why not uh, put them all in uh, for this episode? All right. The company that that's producing this mm-hmm. is pretty well known. They're responsible for the Voice Australia, um, uh, for the uh, Animal Planet show. Crikey, it's the Irwins. Um, uh, Holy moly on ABC. Uh, name that tune on Fox. So they've they've got a they've got a history of of weird <laughs> game shows. So right. success successful weird game shows. So right. I'm excited about it now. It I'm, sounded yeah. stupid at first, and now it sounds interesting. <laughs> right, <laughs> especially especially when can uh, you swim? <laughs> there we go. That's it. <laughs> as soon as that question was asked, I'm like, all right, I'm in. This is a weird show. <laughs> <laughs> so look keep a lookout for it but like i said if you anyone wants to um give it a whirl and um if they and all, if you know what if they have to, if i'm gonna keep an eye on it too um but if they have if i see them in, in like frog suits and with the with the flippers <laughs> if i don't i'm gonna be sad now <laughs> right <laughs> i had not considered that right <laughs> All right, and to uh, to get back to our, this might be a different show. Mm. This show might already exist. I never heard of it. I never. I mean, I didn't. Maybe know. not. Maybe not here. Okay, probably elsewhere. Because there. Oh no, it says CBS. This has got to be different. Because mm. I got a series with thirteen episodes on uh on TV time called Frogger uh, from CBS. Oh, unfollowing because that's not what I thought it was. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to. I was gonna follow it and get a notification when it goes live. But well, I'm definitely gonna. Yet. All right. Well, I'm definitely gonna keep an eye on it too. So, um, and like I said, I'm I'm looking forward to the frog suits because that's gonna be <laughs> and and com- combining that with swimming. That's gonna be oh. <laughs> that's gonna be definitely an added bonus. <laughs> oh, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and I cannot wait. Cause I bet I, mm-hmm. if this isn't something similar to a total wipeout, mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be surprised. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh it, it definitely sounds like like wipeout, which by the way is back with uh with Nicole Byer as the host, which ah. Nobody knows how to make fun of people doing stupid things better than Nicole Byer. Well, I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for that as well because I had I missed I missed that show too. All right, um, so uh, with that, that is the tech news for this week for Friday, February 26, 2021. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. Also, be sure to tune in and be sure, excuse me, to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com slash live for the Geek News Central podcast. And then be sure to watch and tune in to at gncweekly.com slash live Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So please be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR uh, channel on YouTube. Uh, also, please make sure to click on the bell. 
and select always for notifications so you will not uh, miss the next episode. Also, be sure to share and uh, share this episode to people that you know so they can check out the podcast as well. Uh, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on, on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to tune in with Scott and Abram Pilch on F5 Refreshing Technology Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern <laughs> at Eastern time at f5live.tv slash join us. If you have a comment on this week's episode, we would love to hear from them. Head on over to gncweekly.com slash connect and connect via email, Twitter, or Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Kirk Corliss. Scott is on Twitter at triple T M-A-B-O. So the next episode of GNC Week in Review. So long.